0: Rivers, he's a great competitor. He sees things very quickly. Uh, he knows where he's going with the football. You can tell how what a savvy veteran he is about being able to get the ball out to the right places and knowing where to go with it early.
1: Welcome back to Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Minnesota Vikings. I'm your host, Gabe Henderson, alongside Chris Corso, and we get you guys up to speed with everything you need to know regarding the Vikings from our Vantage point week two is upon us and the Vikings look to bounce back after a dismal loss to the Packers this past Sunday and the Indianapolis Colts are up next kickoff is set for 12 p.m. on Fox this Sunday feel free to listen along on KFAN as voice of the Vikings Paul Allen will be calling the game alongside Ben Lieber and Greg Coleman. We've got a loaded show for you guys today. We hear some of the best sounds coming from TCO this week. Also, Ifadio Denebo sits down with us to chat about Sunday's game, and we look ahead to some of the key storylines surrounding the Vikings-Colts matchup in the reporters' wrap-up with Eric Smith. But before we get to that, though, we start the show like we always do, with the best thing we saw this week. Corso.
0: Yeah, Gabe, the best thing I saw this week is seeing the Vikings defense and the bad taste that they have in their mouths talking to the media this week. Unique Ngakwe, the newest member of the Vikings defense. He, he knows what it's like and the standard that's set for this team this season. He addressed the media this week and said it was a great feeling to be out there in purple, but at the same time, I've got a bad taste in my mouth and I want to make it right this weekend. And Gabe, I like his odds for that to happen because he knows the Indianapolis Colts pretty well. In eight career games against them with the Jacksonville Jaguars, Ngakwe had six and a half career sacks and recorded at least one sack in five separate games. He also has three forced fumbles and an interception against this team. So, Gabe, I think it's going to be a big game for the newest member of the Vikings' defense.
1: I like his odds also, and we're going to need him to have a big week, but I think the best thing that I saw this week was was simply practice. Being at practice this week, was reassuring that this Vikings defense is going to have uh, a comeback game this week against the Indianapolis Colts. Watching those guys practice from, you know, the start of practice to the end of practice, of course, I can't report on everything I saw at the end of practice, but just being out there, you can feel the intensity. They, they're making a conscious effort to get to Phillip Rivers this week. They've they've done it in the past when he was in L.A., when he was playing for the Chargers the last year. This upcoming week, you can tell The intensity, the attention to detail on getting to the quarterback is at the top of the list for objectives heading into Sunday. But moving forward, Mike Zimmer addressed the media. But before we get to Mike Zimmer, Corso, the injury report came out today. Who who was on that list?
0: Yeah, after a week where the Vikings had no one on the injury report heading into last week's game other than Daniil Hunter hitting the injury reserve, Cameron Dansler, the rookie cornerback, has a rib injury, did not practice all week, and was officially ruled out for the game on Friday. Pat Elfline, the guard for the Vikings, who started at left guard last week, has now been placed on the injured reserve with an undisclosed injury for the Minnesota Vikings. So we will be without two starters in this game going forward, and I think Coach Zimmer has an idea of what cornerback Gabe is gonna gonna really have to step up in this game. Mike, how's he looked? You know, like all these young guys, uh, you know, it's it's a continual work in progress, uh, working on techniques, working on alignments, working on the different things. But he's a he's a great kid. He's tough, competitive. You know, I think he's he's gonna be a really good player in in due time.
1: Well, Zimmer is pretty high on Jeff Gladney, and rightfully so. First-round draft pick this year, he's going to be counted on a lot. Last week, he only played nine snaps, but we saw his playing time increase in the second half last game. So clearly, he trusts Jeff Gladney. And just being at practice and seeing Jeff Gladney get reps, you know, focus in on what he has to you know, worry about this year. It was exciting to see your first-round draft pick get some meaningful reps heading into Sunday where he's actually going to be dependent on a lot. But speaking on cornerbacks, there is a former Vikings cornerback on the Indianapolis coast that is looking forward to a matchup against one of his <laughs> practice best friends in Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen was asked about Xavier Rhodes and what the matchup will be like this weekend facing his former teammate.
0: I mean, shoot, I can go back to day one uh, in, in the Vikings organization, you know, at, at rookie camp uh, going against him every single day, Pretty much from there on, I mean, looking at my practice squad year, uh, going against him every day, um, you know, and 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 then you know moving forward and training camp and things like that. So um, he's made me uh, honestly. He's probably been a big part of of who I am today. Whenever you wanted to see the most exciting plays at a Vikings practice, you would look over to the one-on-one battles between Adam Thielen and, and Xavier Rhodes. Thielen brings it every practice, and Rhodes the competitive nature that he has would bring it even harder. And and like you heard Thielen say, it just made him better. So the two helped each other become pro bowlers since 2013. I'm really excited to see how this matchup pans out. Obviously, we know the Colts play a little more of a zone coverage type defense uh, with their defensive backs. So it might not be a man-to-man um, sort of battle as as we all want to see. Uh, but it will definitely be exciting to see what happens, and I want to see this Vikings offense get on the right track this week.
1: And I want to see the Vikings offense and defense win their battles. Moving on to our next sound, the winning formula. Ron Johnson, Paul Allen, and Pete Bursteads made some good points, but there was a specific quote from Ron Johnson, in which I think was profound because I think this is going to be key for the, in order for the Vikings to come out on top against the Indianapolis Colts. The Vikings have to do a better job of twist. They have to allow these guys to twist and confuse the offensive linemen. It was too much just straight up. I'm gonna outpower you. You don't have Limbaugh anymore. You didn't have Daniil. You have to come up with a way. Guys like Ngankwe, they like to twist, turn, go inside through the A-gap from the outside. He's fast enough to do it. Mike Zimmer has to do a little bit more of that. And Harrison Smith has to get involved in it a little bit more. I know you don't want to put your safety on the line too much, But the same way the Packers did with their defensive backs, I think these defensive backs, even corners, need to help out and get some pressure on this quarterback.
0: The team had zero sacks in week one last week, which is not a normal thing to see for the Minnesota Vikings defense. It was the first game without a sack since the last game of 2018 where the team had no starters against the Chicago Bears at home. So you don't see that very often. I expect them to get right back on track this week. Of course, the Colts left side of their line is considered the best left
1: side of offensive line in the NFL. You got Anthony Constanzo, Quentin Nelson, and Ryan Kelly right there who have all been pro bowlers. And they, they hold their own, to say the least. So the Vikings are going to have their hands full, but I know they will be up for the challenge. But without Daniil Hunter, you got to expect a guy like Ifadio Odenabo, who started his first NFL start last week, to come in and make a big play. We'll be right back with our guest of the week, Ifadio Odenabo. But first... Hey Vikings fans, this football season, make Pepsi your go-to game day drink because it's the only drink for football watching. Pepsi, that's what I like. Welcome back to Vikings Vantage. Our guest of the week, Fadio Denebo, joins the show. But first, want an inside luck into US Bank Stadium on game day? Tune into Vikings pregame all access for an exclusive stream pregame show providing behind the scenes content prior to all Vikings home games vikings pregame all access airs at 11 a.m on vikings.com the vikings app vikings connected tv and all social media platforms welcome back to vikings vantage presented by pepsi i'm gabe henderson chris corso and we bring in our special guest mr afadi odenabo afadi how you doing today man i'm good glad to be here before you know you deleted your twitter your twitter name was afadi the storyteller (laughs) so we got to start off with a story any any cool stories this week that's short and sweet and to the point about the Vikings that fans don't know about?
2: Any stories this week? Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we're I guess we're excited about going to Indianapolis. Uh, last week was unfortunate that we couldn't get the W, but um, I think we know what to expect now. Um, playing with no fans is uh, it's a pretty interesting take, but we um, just gotta adapt to it. So so when um, so we gotta be as deep defense be aware of hard counts. I had my Little miscue last week, so so that's kind of the thing right now. That not having fans is kind of a, a kind of a game changer now. I
0: have a pretty good story that'll that'll get you excited. You know Philip Rivers pretty well because yeah. last year you scored your only touchdown in in the history of your life against him. <laughs> so yeah. tell us about that story.
2: I think we all uh, we all remember that uh, that game in L. A. It felt like a bowl game because it was just so it was warm. It was a warm day in December and there was a bunch of Ike fans. So Danielle made an awesome strip sack against Phillip Rivers. I ended up picking the ball oh, up and um, wow. Danielle made a key block for me, ended up running my first ever career touchdown. So <laughs> I'll never forget that moment. Phillip Rivers, I was awesome to do that against Phillip Rivers because I grew up a Chargers fan my whole life. So so it was a pretty iconic moment for me. So hopefully we can get another one this week. So so hopefully I'll be in the backfield causing, causing mayhem.
1: So you go from seventh round draft pick to scoring your first touchdown last year to getting your first start in the NFL last week. Now week two, going in as a starter again, but rewinding back, what did you learn about yourself from your first NFL start?
2: That now I'm a full on professional. You know, it's not uh, going 20, 30, 30 snaps, coming with a bunch of juice and come off and Everyone's leaning into everyone's leaning out looking at you like that. You're the man, and just being uh, being a, just a professional now. You know what I mean? You can go in, but now I'm playing 60, 60, 70 snaps, 50 snaps. You just gotta go in and have the right mindset. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Just really conduct yourself as a professional. But uh, like honestly, being out there, uh, everyone was kept asking me, "Hey man, it's your first start. You are like how how was having your first start? gets I was like, dude, "I've been grinding out through practice. I've been going to drive every day. Like you know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel that big of a deal, which I know it is an accomplishment just from where I've come from. But, you know, honestly, I look, look back, I'm grateful. But I know there's still – I still have a lot more ahead for me.
0: Well, your number has been called on a lot this year. And, obviously, Daniil Hunter goes on the injured reserve uh, before week one. So, uh, what does that open up for you here? Our coach
2: always emphasizes that no one, needs, no one around here needs to have an ass on their chest. So, it's about really just focusing Keenan, unfortunately – we would love to have D out there, and we're excited to get him back. But we just gotta, um, we just gotta just play our play our ball. Like um, we we have the we have the guys in this room capable for situations like this. So we just gotta play our ball and move on. Then when he comes back, it'll be a lot of fun.
1: This week, you're familiar with the guy that a lot of NFL experts say is the best guard in the NFL. You played against Quentin Nelson in college, Northwestern, one of the biggest games of Northwestern's history. Yeah. Forty-three to forty, overtime win. What do yeah, you remember uh, about that? <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, I, dude, it was a uh, man. So we had no business winning
2: that game towards the end, but for some reason, Brian Kelly gave the ball to their most reliable running back, who ended up fumbling the ball. He just he, he could have just taken a knee and won the game, but I don't think someone clearly can't do math. So, <laughs> so my uh, teammate Eriq Campbell came in, got the forced fumble, we took that thing to overtime, and. Man, we ended up winning it, dude. It's one of the most historic events ever. Like, if you ask me, uh, just going down to South Bend, and man, like it was such a, it was such a late game because the game ended so late. It felt like a night game, man. Man, it was, it was something great, buddy. Yeah, going against Quinn Nelson was before he became the man, and he's yeah. on every highlight tape. He's only high, he's only guard who I've seen have highlight tapes. So, so that, <laughs> so so that's pretty cool. So obviously, there's a lot of hype around him, but um. Just got to play my ball, just to, just focus on my keys. So when I uh, – if I do go inside, if I rush outside, it is what it is. And I'm pretty uh, – I have full confidence in D tackles holding, holding it down for us.
0: Seven sacks for you last year. We saw that outrageous sack dance that you pulled out. I think it was in New York where you stuck your sword into yeah. the middle of the field. Are, are we going to see that against the Colts? Hey, that's the plan. That's the plan. Just uh, we've got to play our
2: ball. Um, first of all, like, like our mentality is stop the run. So when you stop the run, make the team one-dimensional, then we can start pinning our ears back and get to the quarterback. So it's, um, so that's the plan. You know, once you get that first sack, you know, the sack's coming the bunches. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I've learned about this league. So just don't – one thing about our Coach always tells us, don't get desperate. Because mm-hmm. whenever you force plays, or try to do something. Something bad ends up happening and they end up showing it scoring a touchdown on you.
1: Mental preparation. What does that look like for you?
2: Mental preparation is just from a standpoint, watching film, keen on on each position, keen on the backfield set. So just from a standpoint, um, I think early in the week, I'm watching the first 15 plays of each game, seeing what tendencies are they running. And from that standpoint, this year is kind of different because last year, Jacoby was a quarterback. Now Phil Rivers is a quarterback. So they do certain things. So, you know, Jacoby's a little more uh, – a little more agile, while Philip Rivers is more of a gunslinger. So mm-hmm. – so and um and the last week against the Jags, he had Jacoby in for, I think, a couple times in the red zone. So, so it's just, just on the fly. You know, like, this is a new – this is a new quarterback, a new system. So, we have one game under him. So, it's just adjusting on the fly. So, I'm I'm assuming he didn't plot everything against the Jags. So, we just got to be able to adapt on the fly.
0: Your new teammate, Yannick Ngakwe, uh, he's been around for a few practices. What's it been like working with him?
2: Hey, man, he's good. He's a he's a professional, man. He's he's an intense, dude. Like he he's like he's like, oh, we need to do this. Um, but um, having him around, it's just um, it's good. It's good to learn from perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, having teammates, having a teammate from a different team who works certain moves. So you know what I mean. I, I'm a student of the game, so I'm always trying to learn. So I closely watch him, try to see his movements, seen what moves works with him, but having him around, it's a nice change of scenery. And, um, it's, he's, he's a twitchy act. So having him, is, it's great for the D line. And, and it'll be fun when, um, when we're out on the field and when we get you D- know back. So, but, um, but yeah, yeah, he's, he's gone above and beyond and he's a true professional and he, um, you can just tell by how his pre- preparation is that he's very intense and his game means
1: a lot to him. This week, we always hear people talking about, you know, the Colts, what they can do with this O-line, you know, all this, you know, the adjustments that the Vikings need to make. But switching the focus back to us, how do we do that?
2: Yeah, just, uh, it's just fundamentally sound football, you know, you know what I mean? Like um, that first game, it wasn't us, it wasn't, uh, wasn't Zimmer Stevens. So I think we've made a lot, a lot of um, adjustments throughout the course of the week. So, just like I said, um, I mean, um, I think for a lot of people, they would, they want us to panic to do some of that. But I've been here for four years, and we've gotten through ups and downs. But just being just being fundamentally sound, when we're fundamentally sound, everything takes care of its rest. So, so, I trust the guys on, on the line. I trust our linebackers. So, we just got to play our football and, and kind of lose on Sunday.
1: Oh, Well, I appreciate it, Afadi. Thank you again. I know we dragged you out of the locker room for this, but thank you for your patience and – Thank you for joining Vikings Vantage. Vikings team reporter Eric Smith now joins the show. Eric, after a long last week, we are finally looking ahead to the Indianapolis Colts. A lot of storylines this week, but I'll let you just start off with what some things that stood out to you regarding the team covering the team this week and looking ahead to Indianapolis.
3: Yeah, I think a big storyline that we're focusing on is it's Phillip Rivers and the opposing quarterback and, and getting pressure on the opposing quarterback. That's something we did obviously did not see in week one against Aaron Rodgers. You know, he dropped back 44 times and was only pressured seven times. So that that is not a good ratio. And, and the Vikings defense knows that. They, they know that it was a struggle to get pressure against him. Even when Mike Zimmer called blitzes, you know, e- even the blitzes could not get home against Rodgers. So pressuring Rivers is going to be a big storyline on Sunday. And the Vikings kind of know from experience if you can pressure Rivers he kind of has a, a penchant for, for turning the ball over the Vikings saw that last year when Rivers was with the Chargers he threw three picks and in Rivers final six seasons with the Chargers he threw 94 interceptions yeah he, he's a guy who will throw the ball away and throw the ball to the other team if you can kind of rattle him a little bit and that's going to be a big storyline for Sunday.
0: We were joined by Afadi Odenabo earlier in the show, and we know he had a big-time play against Philip Rivers last year, which resulted in his only touchdown in his whole life, which he talks about. But, Eric, how do Afadi and some of the other Vikings pass rushers, how do we get that, that pressure on Phillip Rivers so he throws a few interceptions like he did last week?
3: It's just winning your, your one-on-one matchup. And that's something that didn't happen for really anyone against Green Bay in week one. I went back and looked at the numbers. You know, as I said, they only pressured Aaron Rodgers seven times. The Vikings leader in pressures was Shamar Stefan with two. And that's not who you expect to lead the team in pressure. There were five other players who had one, including Afadi and, Gakwe was one of the five that had one so just, it's just winning you know you, you have to find a way to beat your man across from you it, it, it's not like you have to beat him every play either just win enough where you can pressure Rivers and 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 rattle him like I said and you know hopefully that leads to some turnovers.
1: Vikings senior writer Craig Peters just released our article earlier this week and the topic is after seven seasons together Vikings Dylan and Rhodes prep as foes. These guys came in together seven years ago. Now they're facing each other. Uh, Adam Dylan had really nice things to say about him, but these guys know each other inside out. So how do you think this matchup will, will work its way out this Sunday? It's going to be one to
3: watch for sure. And I think a lot of people have been, maybe, a lot of people maybe circled this game on the calendar when Xavier signed with Indianapolis in the off season. And yeah, those guys know each other well. You know, Adam uh, spoke to the media on Wednesday and, and he joked, He's probably gone up against Xavier more than any other cornerback maybe in his life. Because he even said back in like rookie mini camp, when when they were when Adam was just trying to fight for a spot on the team, Xavier was a first round pick that year. So those guys lined up against each other even back then. And, you know, we we know they lined up against each other in practice, you know, as as Adam was on the the practice squad and then became a, a Pro Bowl wideout. So those guys have had a lot of good practice battles and I'm excited for Sunday. You know, Xavier, when he's playing well, he's, he's still a really good cornerback. And and we all saw that when he was here in 2017. He was the elite of the elite at corner. 2017 was also Adam's big, big season, his first uh, Pro Bowl season as well. So, It's going to be a good matchup. The Colts like to play a little bit more zone than the Vikings do. The Vikings and Mike Zimmer kind of run a little bit more man. So maybe it's not a lot of one-on-one matchups and man coverage per se. Thielen is on road side of the field. It's going to be road kind of coverage area. So yeah, that's going to be a fun one to watch for sure.
0: Speaking of the Colts' defense, do you think they have an answer for Dalvin Cook in the Vikings' running game? We got it going a little bit last week. I think there's more to be expected from the Vikings' running game.
3: Yeah, there is. There is. I mean, the Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison combined for exactly 100 rushing yards, and, and you think that's a good number, but they only had, I think, 18 combined carries. It, it wasn't really their fault that you know they couldn't get on the couldn't stay on the field really and and run the ball. That was just a, a byproduct of the the bad time of possession numbers throughout the whole game. But when they were on the field, they ran the ball well, especially Madison. I mean, he had 50 yards on just six carries and we know Dalvin had those two touchdowns it is going to be a big test though against Indianapolis I think for two players that kind of stick out on their defense one is uh, defensive tackle DeForest Buckner he, he, he's, he's a big man he's 6'6", 6'7", and he showed when he was with the 49ers in that playoff game last January that he, he can wreak some havoc but the other guy is linebacker Darius Leonard and he it seems like he leads the league in tackles every year, much less the Colts. So, you know, that, that guy can fly around all over the field and make plays. So those are two guys the Vikings are going to have to key on when they run the ball. But they showed Sunday that they can run the ball well. And that's obviously expected because how the Vikings offense is built. You know, Gary Kubiak wants to run the ball and, and set up that play action pass.
1: For sure. So make sure you guys stay tuned to Vikings.com for the most up-to-date coverage of the team kickoff is slated for 12 p.m. on Fox and you can also listen to the game on KFAN. The Vikings Radio Network pregame show will start at 10 a.m. with voice of the Vikings Paul Allen and Pete Bursich. For Chris Corso, Eric Smith, Fadio Denebo, I'm Gabe Henderson. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Vikings Vantage brought to you by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Minnesota Vikings.